Hello and welcome to the Gatewatchcast. I am your host Norman Sanzo and joining me today is Wilson. Hello. So anyway, um, today we are going to cover cards that staples card that you should put in your commander decks. And well, let's get right into it. So uh, starting with white, I'm going to go for Smoldering Ties. It is a three white enchantment that says whenever an opponent draws a card, that player may pay two. If the player doesn't, you create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap. Sacrifice this artifact at one mana of any color. So this card is stupid good. Like everybody loves to draw and why not you get bonus? And if you're playing in a deck that needs a lot of mana, this does help. And especially if you're playing in centriplets. Oh no, not centriplets again. I mean, it does work because it does. It centriplet, does. I agree. Yeah, centriplet is a deck that needs to cast things from your opponent's hand, and uh, well, you need the correct mana. Yes. Yeah, because you're using opponent's hand, but you're using your mana. It's not like mind slaver where you just control the opponent. This is you're just taking the card from the opponents. So, what do you think? Centriplet is good. Um, cent- of course, it's good in a centriplet deck. I've seen it being played yesterday a lot of times. Okay. Never play against a centripet deck, but Smoldering Tide, I, I I would rank it one of the best um, white cards in the EDH format right now. True, true. And what's your white? Okay, so I have two white cards today. Uh, right now, my first one will be a rare from Amaket. It's called Gideon's Intervention. It is a 2 and 2 white enchantment. As Gideon Intervention enters the battlefield, choose a card name. Your opponents can cast spells with the chosen name and prevent all damage that will be dealt to you and permanents you control by sources with the chosen name. So this card is a restriction card. Let's say I cast Gideon's Intervention and I know so many people are playing Smoldering Tide. I'm going to cast Gideon's Intervention, I'm going to name Smoldering Tide. And the best thing is, your opponents don't even know what you're going to call until it enters the battlefield, so they can counter it. So basically what you do is you cast this card right down something on the people elsewhere, put it under it, and... Um, no, you, everyone knows the card, uh. but it, only, it needs to enter the battlefield, then you choose the card. So, people can counter it, because it's already on the battlefield. Really now? Yes, so, let's say I know three people have smoldering ties in their hand. It's my turn four. I cast Gideon's Intervention. And they're like, okay, whatever. I cast, I choose smoldering ties. That's three useless cards in their hand. I can even name co- their commanders. And they can't even uh, play their commanders. It's similar to a German card. Uh, I think what it's... Oh man, I forgot the card name. But it's an enchantment. Cast yes. it. Uh, call out a card name. And card with the name cannot be cast. Uh, Meddling Mage. I think so. It's, it's a very old card. I forgot. Yeah, it's the same as Meddling Mage. But this is a mono-white card. And the uh, restrictions is only you just need to play white. So my uh, my second card is um enchantment card from Throne of Dream. It's a one mana enchantment called Deafening Silence. Each player can cast more than one non creature spell each turn. So if you're playing a creature deck, you most probably will be running Deafening Silence because Deafening Silence is such a good card. It restricts your opponents. It cuts off combo pieces, and your opponents can uh, cast more than one non creature spell. But you can still cast creature spells, so it's a pure brawl. It's it's pure brawl in this in this format. Then, so each player can cast more than one non-creature. Okay, so 
basically it's a fighty fighty deck. Yes, it makes your decks fighty fighty. Alright. So, so what's your next part? Okay, I have two in blue. Uh, one is Archaeomancer, two and two blues, creature, human wizard with one and two. Uh, when Archaeomancer enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery card from your grave to your hand. So basically this is recursion, like getting all your good instants back up and or sorceries, just reusing them. And the best mm-hmm. part is if you can flicker it in and out, you'll get the effect because the effect is an ETB. Oh, so, so you can play with Baron then? Baron, yes, but uh, for this one, I, I remember playing... What, what did you I can play, play with Tasa? Uh, yeah, the new Tasa, Tasa Conjurer Closet. Yes. There's there's a lot. Like When I played it, oh man. You can also play uh, with Pan Homorica, uh, Trigger it twice. Yeah. And also, I think I remember playing in a... Uh, who, who's the king? I forgot. The Bongsi king. Is it again? Uh, I forgot. Um, is it Chulain? No, no, Chulain. Um, mm, I forgot. Uh, it's in Azurius. I forgot, man. Like, oh, Brago. Yeah, Brago. You can use it in Brago because, yeah, it bounces in and out. You get him and then, like, duh. Like, if you get what? Um, any cards that have extra turns, I think there's one for four cards that gives you extra turns. And the card goes to the grave. I forgot. Um, that's no it's 5 mana it's temporal manipulation I think so there's another one in 4 but still the idea is you can get your cards back to your hand and one good example is counter spell uh, it's 2 blues instant and just says counter target spell it's a very good classic counter spell uh, the only thing better is if it's 1 mana but still you get to hard counter almost anything for 2 blue manas yeah so I also have a counter spell, mm. but it's different. It's one and two blue. It's called Disallow. It's a, a bit different as we can counter target spell, activate the abilities, or trigger abilities. Although you cannot counter mana abilities, so you can't counter a soul ring. <laughs> still, uh, you can counter the casting of it. Yes, you can. But, but why would you? Yeah, true. But still, the uh, Disallow is a very good card because it's what? It... it Counters activated abilities. So yes. If you have that one opponent that's going off with a combo, like, okay, I disallow it, like, disallow the activated ability, and that person has to wait another round for it to activate. And most probably will have an answer for the combo piece. So, yeah, disallow is very good in a lot of ways. So, uh, what's your next card? So, my next card in black would be Diabolic Tutor. Uh, is a 2 and 2 black sorcery and says search your library for a card and put that card into your hand then shuffle your library it's basically a tutor um, why I say this one is a staple because it's cheap you can get it for well cheap even though the casting cost is a bit too high for my liking but the availability is almost everywhere like everyone can get it yes so uh, for my black card, it's something that's you can find similar cards that is to it, but I would choose ultimate price. It's a one in a black instant. Destroy target monocolored creature. So usually a lot of combo pieces are monocolored. So you usually use ultimate price to destroy them. Or there are different options. Cast down, there's eliminate. There's a lot of different options in Magic's history that is two mana to destroy target creature. Although, there are some restrictions to it. You know, honestly, I won't put 
ultimate price in my deck just for the fact that it targets only one thing like uh, but it, since it's in mono black it's kind of easier to cast because if only I play something like oh man there's this Rakdos card that only targets creatures and artifacts and um, uh, terminate yeah terminate but uh, that, that's the thing it's in red I only if it's mono black then we will play this instead because usually we we are targeting either mono color or non black creatures or maybe cre- creatures that are three or less or maybe non legendary creatures so usually you can there's a variety of two mana uh, destroy card target uh, creature cards so um, I'm just not just saying ultimate price but uh, you can put all of those in there and they're they're not um they're not rares they're mostly uncommons. True, true. But the version that you have is uh, it's a promo version, yeah. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my card in red would be Vandal Blast. So one red sorcery destroy target artifact you don't control. Uh, it has overload and uh, its overload cost is four and one red. The text says um, if you cast it for its overload cost, uh, change any instance of target target to each. each. So this is kind of versatile because if you have an opponent that's going off with a Panharmonicon or what was the band card again, uh, Paradox, Engine, Paradox Engine, you could just destroy it. Or yeah, if you sure. want to be really evil, you could play uh, similar cards. What was the card again? The artifact. Minkosinitis. Yeah, Minkosinitis and cast Vandal Blast for Overload and destroy the whole board including their lands. I did it before. I've seen it. It was not fun. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, funny, yeah, but not fun. Yeah, but yeah, Vandal Blast is a very good card. It also destroys a target non target artifact you don't control for just one mana. So, uh, it doesn't even need to be overloaded for it to have value. Yeah. So, um, for my red red picks, I have three. Uh, the first one is Fortune Thief. It's a four and a red, a zero one human rogue, and it. It says damage that will reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. So it's like a what's that white card that allows you to gain uh turn back your life to one, and it has morph. Uh, two red, you may cast this card face down as a two two for three mana. Turn it up, uh, face up anytime for its morph cost. So usually when you play a morph, you put it down face down, so your opponent doesn't know what it is, and it's a two two. So let's say you're going down to, let's say, you're going to die, and you activate the morph, and it turns it to your, your, it turns your life to one instead. It's a very good card for survivability, in my opinion. And it's uh, been reprinted recently in uh, Master 25, so it's very uh, accessible. So for this one, when it says reduce that life to one, does it mean whenever an opponent or, yeah, let's just say an opponent, Pings you or deals combat damage. Does it mean that it reduces to one? It turns it. Okay, let's say you're going down to negative three. The opponent deals the damage down to negative three to you, but then Fortune Thief makes it uh, turns it back to one instead. Oh, so damage means anything from battle to effect. Yes, but only damage. So it doesn't say uh, lose the game effects. Ah. Yes, this is a good card. I, yeah. I say. Yep. So my second card will be, uh, Tobran, Thane of the Red Fell. So it's a one and three red. It's two four. It's a legendary uh, dwarf no- noble. It says if a red source you control would do damage to an opponent or permanent 
I mean opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. So it's more of a damage adding effect instead of a damage multiplier effect. I like this card because it deals plus two damage to your to sources uh you control to opponents, uh permanents or creatures. But it doesn't say it deals it to you. So I played this card, I played it with um Sweltering Suns, do three damage to all creatures. But with Tobran, it deals 5 damage to your opponent's creatures instead of you, in, instead of yours. So I think uh, Tobran is very good in those kind of uh, massive um, damage board wipe decks in uh, EDH. Yeah, uh, personally, I use uh, Tobran in my uh, Fire Sun and uh, Fire Song, Song and, and Sunspeaker. Yeah, I, I use him in my deck and the effect for, well, let's just say the effect is hilarious. If you're, if an opponent board is full of creatures. Oh no. And you have Tobran and you have Fire Song on board. Oh no. And if you use something like, uh, let's just say. Sorcery Sons. Uh, no, uh, Blasphemous Act. Let's just say you use Blasphemous Act. Oh no. Blasphemous Act is the a, what was it? Eight, eight. It's a, it's an eight and one. Eight and one red. Sorcery. It just simply says, deal 13 damage to each creature. Oh no. And well, uh, with Tobran, it adds another two, so that's fifteen. Fifteen damage each. Yeah, fifteen damage each, and oh. with Fire Song and Sun Speaker, that's fifteen life links, or yeah, fifteen life links to each creature. So you can gain a Virginian life. Yes. Well, and if, if you like Tobran, then you will like the next card. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> if you like Tobran, you will like this card. It's Fiery Emancipation. It's a new card from M Twenty One. It's a mythic tree and tree red enchantment. If a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage to that per- permanent or player instead. Uh, so it's a da- damage multiplier instead of a damage adder. Mm, yeah, yeah. So let's say we have Dobran and we have the ina- fiery emancipation like you said just now, and you cast a blasphemous act. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna Put a uh, Tobran in uh, damage first. Then you're gonna activate uh, multiply by fiery emancipation. Guess how much damage that would be for each creature? Basically, it's what forty-five for one for one creature. So just the base is. Let's say we have five plus, creatures. Thirteen plus two, so that's fifteen. Fifteen times three, forty-five. Oof. Forty-five damage each creature, and maybe let's say, I don't know, five creatures. But in all honesty, I. Wouldn't put in fiery and uh, emancipation in a deck because it's too expensive. At six. Well, we we can play in different decks, and it's a source, so it doesn't say red source. True, true. But to me, uh, it's it's a fun deck. It's a fun card, but it doesn't. See, it's yours, right? Only yours. Only only your sources do combat damage to yeah. uh, damage to your opponents. Because most of these kind of cards are usually world effects. It affects the whole board. Oh, you're uh, thinking of Dictate of the Twin Gods, right? Dictate of Twin Gods or something else. I mean, there is something else that does the same effect too, but it's global most of the time. Yes, but so that's why Fire Emancipation is much better. Although, if you have sources that do damage to you, yourself, you control, it's quite bad because it, it would do triple damage to you as well. Oh, true, but it does speed up the game. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, uh, what's your next card? So, anyway, uh, my first green card would be Wayward Sabertooth. Sortooth. Sortooth, yes. Sortooth. Uh, so anyway, it is a two and green creature dinosaur with five and five. Uh, it has Ascend. Ascend is if you control 
10 or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. Anyway, you may play an additional land each on each of your turn, and Wayward Swordtooth can attack or block unless you have the city's blessing. Oh. So, for a 3-drop creature with 5-5, five five, it is a strong creature, but since you need the city's blessing, that's a bit hard to get earlier in the game, but the most important text is the middle one. You may play an additional land each turn. So that's what you want. Um, in green, you have a lot of lands. You have a lot of mana. But sometimes it's impossible to get them out. So with cards like Wayward Sabertooth or... Uh, what was it? Azusa? Azusa Lost But Seeking. Yeah. Those kind of cards really help in the mana drops or the lands. So... Do you agree? Would you put it in deck? Uh, I would put it because Soli is a 5-5. Five five. And yeah, if you play a green deck, you're most probably going to ramp. So you get to Ascend soon, usually at turn 5. Or maybe turn 4 if you're lucky. True. Okay. So I would play with Soli in um, more green decks. Not really in uh, other other types of decks. I, I, for me, I would still put it because to me it's a staple of almost any added green cards. Because the extra drops because it's a turn 3 so on what if you're lucky turn 1 yeah. mono sorry turn 1 forest tap for soul ring turn 2 uh, tap those 2 cards pull him out play 2 lands and then on turn what turn 3 you can already cast out your 5 cost commanders well to be honest I wouldn't play that because I would play uh, because it's 3 mana I would rather play ramp spells where ramp spells allow you to just get more cards into your hand and into, onto the battlefield. So let's say for my pick next is Grow from the Ashes. It's three and a, two, three and a green sorcery. It has Kicker, two generic mana. Um, and it says search your li library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. If the spell was kicked, uh, instead search your library for two basic land cards and put them onto your library, the battlefield, then shuffle your deck. Mm. But the thing I like about Grow from the Ashes uh, it's different because it puts in lands untapped, basic lands untapped under your control. This for the kicker or just normal? Normal. Even if it's normal, you can put it in. Mm. So you can maybe you can even suspend a search for tomorrow ah. with one ma with a one mana that you get. Oh, okay. So my other green would be reclamation stage. Uh, basically, it's just stable. E yeah, ETB it destroys artifact or enchantment. It's a 3-drop creature, 2 and 1 green for 2-1. It's basically you should have. It's, it's a must-have in all green decks. Yeah, true. Like, I can say more because you have you must have it. <laughs> yeah. Destroy target or artifact or, or enchantments. So it's good. It can destroy my fiery emancipation. Yeah, and also one more thing. Uh, remember when I talk about trashing Brentodon? It's almost the same thing, but you have to pay 1. But you have a body for 3 and 4. Yeah, it's a creature. So it's it's good. Like you should have it. Yeah, but more than that, I'm more scared of um, counters. So like just now we said counter spell and this allows. Let's say I'm casting a coastland, mm -hmm. or maybe a, a ulamog, and, and I want the creature on the battlefield. I don't want. I I don't just want the cast trigger on the stack, but my opponent is casting a counter spell. What should I do? Well, in green we have something called veil of summer. Well, it's a one green and instant. Draw a card if an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn. Spells you control cannot be countered this turn. 
and you and permanents you control gain hexproof from blue and black until end of turn. So I like this card because it makes your spells uncomfortable by blue and or black. So I would say it's um anti-blue card and anti-black card. Yeah, I, I put it in my deck too. And yeah, to say it's staple, it's considerable. For me, I put it, but it's one of the cards that I would pull out if I need something else inside. I would play it in all green decks that do not play blue in them. Mm. Because your spell, if you, because the worst thing to have is your spells getting countered by a trigger, a counter happy opponent. Mm, yes. Your opponents control, yes. Yeah, but still, uh, to me, yeah, I mean, it stops all blue and black cards, but does it say uh, your opponent can cast spells during your turn? No, no they can't. But if they only have counters, then of course this this card is good. Yeah. And if true. they have black uh, removal spells, well, it gets textbook. True, true, true. So anyway, uh, my last green card would be Heroic Intervention. It's a one and a green instant permanence you control, gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. So basically, this is one of those cards that you must have in a deck. And since it's in the latest core set, you can get it for cheaper. Cheap. And basically, you can just crack the pack or join a draft and get it because it's it is rare. good. It is good. So um, now I'm going to be talking about multicolored. Um, do you have any multicolored? None. I I have none. I have no multicolors. Like to me, multicolors are not bad, but they're very specific to a build. That's for me. Uh, like if you're building a let's just say fire song and sun's keeper deck, you you gotta have sunforger. Sunforger. Yeah, true. But even though it's an artifact. Ugh. Okay. So um, the one I'll be talking about is Teferi Time Raveler. It's a one a white and a blue. It says uh, it has four loyalty and it has a stacking ability where it says each opponent can cast spells only any time they could cast a sorcery, which means during their turn and, and on the main phase while the stack is empty. And it has a plus one ability until your next turn, you may cast sorcery spells as though they have flash. And minus three, uh, return up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Then you draw a card. I like this card most because it allows me to have the element of supply, surprise because of plus one ability. I can cast the the fairy that maybe plus one to it. My opponents have let's say giant creatures. I make I can I can use a board wipe on during their turn. Yeah. Also, this shut down a lot of instant cut instant happy decks. Yep. And there's a lot of decks that count on um, the stack, um, combo decks that count on the stack. So I would say it stops a few combo decks. True, true. And its minus three ability is good. It gives you card draw. It returns a threat. Uh, it, it returns a threat, an artifact, creature, or enchantment. So it's good. Yeah. Also, it returns your thing. Also, if you need to yeah. double something up, like, like let's say the Ar- or yeah, the archaeomancer. Yes. And it's good. It's good enough. So uh, what's your picks? So I'm going to artifacts, and my first artifact would be burnished heart. Oh. Burnished heart is a three drop artifact creature elk with two two, and it says. Pay 3, Sacrifice Burnish Heart. Search your library for up to 2 basic land cards. Put them into the battlefield tab and shuffle your library. It's basically a good ramp card. And it's colorless. Yep. So you can put it in almost any other color decks. You, I, you know what? I would say you could put it in green too, but not really. No, I would say you could, 
but you have more efficient RAM in green. Yes, true. But if you're playing in red, white, you don't have any, well, cards that help you ramp. Yeah, true. And talking about ramping for lands, you, my next card will be Wayfarer's Bobble. It's a one-drop artifact and it says pay two. Tap, sacrifice Wayfarer's Bobble. Search your library for a basic land card and put that card onto the battlefield tap and then shuffle your library. So oh. basically, it's the same thing as uh, Burnish Heart. It helps you get lands. I think it's not really ramp, but more of color fixing. It's ramp as well because you sacrifice the artifact in exchange for land. So yes, it's still ramp and it's also color fixing as well. It's a earlier ramp, consider, uh, all things considered, compared to Burnish Heart. True. So uh, my next one will be uh, Tomb of Legends. It's a two mana uh, artifact. It says a Tomb of Legends enters the battlefield with page counter on it. And whenever your commander enters the battlefield or attacks, put a page counter of Tomb of Legends. Then you may pay one and tap it and to remove a page counter from Tomb of Legends and draw a card. So this card came from Throne of the Dream and it's very good because it gives you card draw and if, uh, for playing your commander. And it comes in with a, two, two, a page counter on it, so you immediately can use it to draw a card. And let's say turn three or maybe turn turn two if you have a soul ring out. It's a, it's a good card in my opinion, because first off, it gives you card draw. Second off, it rewards you for casting com your commander, which you should do in a commander game. Sometimes you don't really, like if you play Oloro, you yes. don't really want to cast him out. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I said you should play a commander if you're playing commander. <laughs> yeah, but if you're playing... You know what? There, there'll be another discussion for another day. Yep. So, <laughs> with, since we're talking about card draw, mm -hmm. my next card will also be something that draws you cards. It's called Azur's Gateway. So, Azur's Gateway is two ma is a two-mana legendary artifact. Uh, tap, uh, pay one, tap this artifact, draw a card, then exile a card from your hand. If five or more cards uh, with different mana costs are exiled with Azure's Gateway, so usually you use 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, or 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you gain five life, you untap Azure's Gateway, and then you transform it. And the transformation part is the best because it says Sanctum of the Sun, legendary land. Uh, tap it, add X mana of any one color to your mana pool, where X is your life total. It's even better if it's in commander because you have 40 life at start at the start. Of course, at, at as you progress, you might get you might you might get lower life, but with Azure's Gateway, you gain you gain back five life. True, true. And well, uh, my last artifact would be Soaring One Cost Artifact Tap Ooh. to get two mana. And it's a staple, but the price for it may not be for everyone because it's. Bit too pricey at how much? Huh? Uh, I think four dollars each. Yeah, but if you do buy a commander precon deck. deck, like a commander precon, you'll get all those staples. So it should be there. You should use it. Yeah, true. So for my last two cards for artifacts, my the first one would be Shadow Spear. It's a one mana artif uh, artifact, a legendary artifact with equipment. It says a quick creature gets plus one plus one and has trap point and life link, and it's pay one. Permanence your opponent's control, lose, hexproof, and indestructible until end of turn. And then equip is equipped too. So this card is good in a lot of ways. First, it gives you it gives power, it gives trample, it gives life link. It you can pay one mana to make your per opponent's permanence indestructible, uh, lose indestructible and hexproof. And it is very good. Um 
in a lot of decks that have high powered creatures. So usually in green decks that do not have with cards that do not have trample or maybe red decks. And it gives you life link. Let's say you're playing red. You usually don't have life link in the red. So you play this, you get you get you can gain back your life. Mm, true, true. And if your opponents have something that has hexproof but is easily killed, you can use Shadow Spear's uh deck second ability, kill it off, uh uh activate it, lose hexproof, and then kill it off. I, I got a perfect scenario for this. Let's just say your opponent's playing Zurgo, uh, Helm Smasher. Ah, yes. So basically, Zurgo, uh, when it's on your opponent's turn, or yeah, when it's on your turn, it gains Indestructible. Yep. So Zurgo is equipped with uh, World Song? World Slayer. World Slayer. So, the one that destroys all permanents if it hits. Yes. So the thing is, what you want to do is when it attacks, you use Shadow Spear to make Zurgo well, lose its Indestructibility. So, or before it attacks, you do it. So you make that opponent think twice because if he attacks, he loses Zurgo. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, it's a good card. It is a really good card at one drop. There yeah. is, and it also can kill off, uh, let's say, the Fleece Me Lion, where if it, if it becomes monstrous, it gains hexproof and indestructible. Both yeah. things that can be negated with Shadow Spear. True. So my la- my last artifact is Boom Pal. It's a four mana. Artifact, tap it. You flip a coin. Ah, flip a coin. If you win the flip, destroy all non-land permanents. Now, I like this card. I, I I don't really recommend to everyone to put this card, but I like this card. You know why? It's very luck. It's very luck based. And this is from C sixteen. Yes. No, well, your copy at least. Yeah, my copy is six sixteen. There's a lot of versions. You can get it for cheap. It's dirt cheap, to be honest, in my opinion. If I'm not mistaken, there is in Metalbound, there is the partner commander, right? Which one? There's uh, so, so many. Hard. Like there's a partner commander that revolves around flipping coins. Yes, uh Ocon and Zinslip. But you won't play that in the deck because it destroys your Ocon and Zinslip. Yeah, true that. <laughs> yeah. So I would not recommend people to play it if they have stuff they want to keep. But it's a good card. Yeah, but you know what? I can recommend playing it if you're doing a Chaos deck. Yeah. The Chaos deck does want to well, have some sort of chaotic element in the game. And yeah. coin flipping for destruction, it's not bad. Yeah. What's the fun in EDH if you don't have fun? Wait, but it destroys itself too. Of course. <laughs> not all non-land permanents. Why would you not want to destroy it? Oh, true, true. So anyway, um, I'm going for my lands, and my first land that you should put in your deck if you're doing so is Nyctos, trying to Nyx, legendary land, taps for one colors mana, and its activated ability is pay two, tap, color, choose a color, add to your mana pool an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion of that color. So ah. basically, if you're playing in a mono deck, or a deck heavy to one color, you just say, okay, if you're playing in green and you have five creatures on board, you tap it. You can cast more bigger creatures yep. with it. It's, it's, to be honest, Nyctos, staple in a lot of decks, but it's pricey. Yeah, because I, I technically I have four because, well, I was playing in that format. Yeah, I got one for the present, so it's good. Yeah. So for my next land, it's going to be Ark of Araska. It's a land from uh, Rivals of Ixalan. It says Ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents, you get the City's Blessing for the rest of the game. Tap or to add 1 colorless to your mana pool. Or you pay, may pay 5. Tap it. 
this uh, draw a card activates this ability only if you have the city's blessing. So the reason why I chose this card is because card draw is very essential. And if your opponent board wipes you and you have no cards in your hand, you can at least have card draw from your lands. Card draw from inlands is very important in my opinion because if your opponent, if your artifacts, your enchantments, your creatures get board wiped and you have no cards in your hand, Archoraska is a very good failsafe for you to at least try to get you back in the game. Yeah, and it helps since it's a land. It helps in decks that don't really have card draw, like in white or red. So, like I played uh, Arch of Oskansa in my Fire Song and Sun's Keeper deck because that deck doesn't really have draw. Yeah, true. And technically, I should put it in a new deck that I have, but we'll talk about that next week. I play I play a lot of uh, Arch of Rascals. Like, each of my 10 decks have Arch of Rascals. Really? Yeah, I have 10 Arch, Arch, Arch of Rascals. Oh, look you. But anywho, um, with, <laughs> you know, with a lot of cards in your hand, you yes. may need to discard them. Yes. But not really if you play Reliquary Tower. Yeah. Um, Reliquary Tower just says you have no maximum hand size, and it taps for one colorless. Ah, uh, yes. That is the best um, maximum hand size card that you can get. Yeah, true. For the, well, I won't say cheap, but it's easily available in most commander decks. And you can get it in Core 19. Yes, it's been recently printed uh, two years ago. And if here's the thing. If you do go to your LGS a lot, your LGS would have a program called uh, Love Your LGS, was it? Yes, I think so. Yeah, Love Your LGS, where... The shop owner will give you a rec tower and also if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, while stocks last. Yeah, yeah. If you buy a product from um, your LGS, you can get the Relinquary Tower promo. Yeah. And since you're going to your LGS, you will be buying something. So there's no question about it. Yeah. And if you're in town and you're in Johor Bahru, you can come to Alexandria. You can buy the product. You can get the Relinquary Tower here. So if you want to come, the uh, will, we put, will we be putting the address down? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll be putting the address down below in the description. So please go check it out and you can come here. You can buy some stuff. Maybe you can come here and play some commander games with us. Don't True. worry, I will not turn to my slavery unit this time. Uh, that, that is something else. But anyway, let's move on to the next topic. And next topic would be well, combo of the day, right? Yes. Uh, I, I don't have any, unfortunately. So what do you have? I will tell you about my mind slaver combo. <laughs> so yesterday, um, we were playing a commander game. And I had a turn to mind slaver combo. Here's the thing, by the way. We were playing Kingdom. Uh, we'll talk about that one in a future episode, but I shuffled his deck. Well, not really shuffle. I cut his deck. And I he do. was surprised by his hand. I didn't know what he had, but I could have guessed, like, okay, it's not good, but I didn't thought it was that bad. Yeah, so... What I did was, I played a land, and I played a soul ring. And from that soul ring's mana, I played a talisman of creativity, which is a, a red-blue, which is a Izzet talisman. And from that one, I, take a, I took a damage to play something called Goblin Worker. So Goblin Worker means when you tap it, you sacrifice a artifact, you ca- and then you recast, a, uh, you may cho- uh, choose an artifact from your art, uh, like a graveyard, and put it back onto the battlefield. Now that's not the combo yet. The combo came in the second turn, where I played a land, and I played a Isocon Scepter, where I exiled a Dramatic Reversal. So Mm -hmm. meaning I had infinite mana, although I had to keep tapping um, 
the red and blue to get red and blue. However, I had something else in hand, a mind slaver. So there were eight players at the table, and since I had dramatic reversal, and I my commander was Sahili, I could make I could make infinite I I could almost make infinite ma- uh, mana. Yeah, true. So and basically, what you do is you activate mind slaver, taking control of the opponent. Yeah, it has the next turn. Yes. And then... I use Goblin Welder to sacrifice an artifact, and then I bring back a Mind Slaver. I sack Mind Slaver, and then I keep... Uh, I act, act with Mind Slaver again to control another player, yeah. and then I keep doing it until all my opponents are um, controlled, and then I go to my turn... Uh, I play every one, and then I go to my turn again, and I keep doing it. <laughs> yep. It was not fun. Well, it was funny though. It, it, was, it was funny. It was funny. It was it was very RNG. Like it could yeah. be one in a million. <laughs> yeah, but like it's one of those cases where I should have shuffled his deck. But who would have thought that they would be stacking on top of each other? Like that would like he mentioned before. RNG Jesus really helping out that day. Yep. So that's the combo. You can use Goblin Welder. You can use a uh, token uh, artifact token producer, and you can use a Mind Slaver. And as long as you have the mana, you can keep doing it, and you can keep getting it. True, 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 true. And well, let's move on to the next topic, and that is the end step, where we just talk about stuff that we did for the week. For me, I watched a movie. Uh, said movie was Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kizuna? Kizuna? I don't know Kizuna, something. but how was it? It was fun. Um, if you are a fan of the original Digimon series, Adventures oh. 1 and Zero 2, you should go watch this one because it kind of, and I won't say end, but it kind of put a, mm, I'm having trouble saying words for this one, but it's a fun movie. Like if you're a big fan of the previous two Digimons, you should go watch it because you get to see more of your favorite characters. So, hey, much fun. And right now in Malaysia, uh, the theaters are opening up, so that's good. And if you pay, what, a few bucks extra, you get a poster and a t-shirt. Oh, there's a poster and t-shirt. Yep, okay. but you, you can only get it after watching the movie. And here's the thing, I've seen people posting on the Facebooks where scalpers were scalping the t-shirts and selling them for 100 bucks extra. By the way, the t-shirt and poster combos are at 45 ringgit that's okay. local. So that means if you convert it it'll be 10 bucks i think more or less i would i, I would still buy it yeah but not, not for 100 yeah 100 ringgit not like it's 30 it's 30 usd yeah and what the movie tickets nowadays are stupid cheap what uh theater tickets or at 17 ringgit 17 ringgit that means four bucks yeah damn that's okay yeah that's okay and here's the thing you can well the seat i picked was at the top Row with the couple seat, you know, right? Oh, did you bring a girl? No, can't because you have to sit alone. Oh yeah, that's shit. So basically, you what, what I did was bought a couple seat, sit down. My popcorns were on the side. Like the seat was mine. I was I was happy. Like yo, this whole place is mine. <laughs> okay, that was that sounds okay. Yeah, I agree with the social boundaries thing now. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and it, well, not not many people talking, you know, stuff like, yeah, you can consider it a movie. Much awesomeness. Yeah, movies are good. So, what about you? What did you do this week? Oh, I only, I only had to work. I, I had to 
kill some rats. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm a exterminator, so I had to kill some rats. Uh, not not a good experience. <laughs> uh, for all you exterminators out there, yeah. Um, but I also get uh did did a lot of stuff community service. I went to help some um help some old folks with their um stuff. I did some. I I I cleaned up some of the house the homes. I also cleaned up some orphanages. I I tried to commute uh devote my time to some community work because I'm like I I, I recently saw a homeless person and I'm I would I had I have an aspiration in which I could try to make a homeless shelter, which I would help support them. Although they I would help them, but maybe let them get work. Yeah. And they will work for their home, their food, and their water. Yeah, because I do not want them to get free stuff. Yeah, I want it, them to work for it. It's one of those cases where um, I, I think this is saying teach a man, feed a man, uh, feed a man fish, a day. Yeah. He only eats a day. Yeah. Feed a man, uh, teach a man to fish. He eats for a lifetime. Yeah, so yeah. But some people have um, circumstances, so they can't learn to fish. So I'm thinking maybe. We could try. I I'm I'm thinking of trying to make a homeless shelter maybe in the next five to ten years. Yeah, good luck, man. Like it's a really good uh, ambition, and I think the government might want to get in on that too. Probably, uh, I'm 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 probably going to be an NGO, a non-government yeah, organization. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that is the Gate Watchcast for this week. Uh, if you enjoy our content, well, we are on. Well, we are officially on YouTube now. Uh, just search the Get Watch Cast on YouTube and also on iTunes. Yes, we do have the iTunes now. So look for us on the Get Watch Cast on the iTunes. And we have the email address if you want to send us an email. That is thegatewatchcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, not yet with the Twitters or the Facebooks. That's something in the future we need to think about. Yes. Yes. So um, please, if you want to support us, like, share, and subscribe. And if you have any comment uh thing you need, want to say to us please uh put it down in the comment section below we we will uh, go through them uh we'll go we'll try yeah. to go through the, all of them if there's a lot but if there's not much we will try to reply to all of them yeah if you want us to talk about a specific topic do message us below because um this is a community effort where you help us to help you and we'll yeah, no, we'll have fun we'll have fun doing stuff we, we have some ideas in the work, but if you want us to talk about something specific, hey, go ahead. Yeah. So, so anyway, this is the Gatewatch cast, and we'll see you next week. Thank Bye. you.